friends, something that came up in a recent episode was the idea that sin can sometimes scare us out of ministry, out of the places where the gospel is most needed. And this is understandable, but I wanted to take a little bit of time to talk about a an authentically Christian response to sin and how Jesus viewed it, what Jesus did as a response to sin. So um, as odd as it might be, this episode is going to be about sin, but not in the sense of sin that uh, that we are responsible for, of which I'm sure there are, are many and, and we all have need for repentance, but rather how we can respond to sin in the world. So uh, first, I want to start with a scripture passage from the Gospel of John, chapter 16, 31 through 33. Again, John 16, 31 through 33. Jesus answered them, do you now believe? The hour is coming. Indeed, it has come when you will be scattered, each one to his home, and you will leave me alone. Yet I am not alone because the Father is with me. I have said this to you so that in me you may have peace. In the world you face persecution, but take courage. I have conquered the world. Now, uh, Jesus is speaking here to believers who are persecuted and many of whom are tempted to leave the faith. And so this is probably a, a little bit more of a dramatic situation than what I'm presenting here. But what I want to uh, to highlight with this is just the reminder to uh, to be courageous, to have hope, because Jesus has conquered the world. He even says that. That's not uh, my interpretation. He says, have courage or take courage. I have conquered the world, meaning he has conquered sin and death and has won the victory for new life for us. So let's think of some of the ways that uh, it's challenging to to deal with sin, to come face to face with sin when we're trying to, to live as followers of Jesus. So uh, as evangelists, as people who are, who feel called and are answering that call to go out into the world and be present to others, I think one of the first things we can remember is not to let sin scandalize us, not to, um, to be taken aback by lifestyles or by the reality of sin, because uh, it's there. And I think we can look, we have to look no further than Jesus to see somebody who was not afraid of being around sinners. And it's one thing to say that and think, okay, yes, sinners, you know, those are mean people. And it's another to realize that there are going to be sins that make us uncomfortable. There are lifestyle choices, there are decisions that make us uncomfortable. And it's worth going to the Lord in prayer to talk about these things, especially in as much as they are a hindrance to us. Now, should always be prudent. And if there are sins that you are prone to, or uh, maybe are related to some form of trauma that you've experienced in the past, it is prudent, meaning virtuous and good, and, and what Jesus is calling us to do, to avoid situations that would lead us to sin or could, could cause that trauma to resurface. So I'm not advocating for being uh, avant-garde in our approach to this, but um, sometimes there are sins that just we might think, uh, that's kind of icky. I don't really want to talk about that. I don't really want to think about that. Um, and I'm not sure that the approach is going to work for everybody. Um, but I do know that the Lord calls us to go into the situations and bring the light in some matter. And that doesn't mean that we immediately need to tell the person, um, oh, well, you know, this is wrong. You should stop doing it. Because I think in the majority of cases, that will come when they decide to follow Jesus. And remember, it's a grace 
that allows us to live the Christian life that comes from choosing to allow Jesus into our hearts, choosing to accept his forgiveness and choosing to accept his grace to live differently. And so we, uh, we first accept and choose to follow Jesus and then we approach perfection. We don't have to be perfect before we decide to follow Jesus. So uh, as difficult as it might be sometimes to, to hear of, of people's sin uh, and it, it, there, a lot of times, they might not even think of it that way. They might tell you, oh, I got so mad when I was driving. I, you know, I flicked this person off on the interstate, but they really deserved it um, because, you know, they were, they were just being so reckless. Um, and we might think, well, that was really mean. And I can't believe you did that. And we might be, be tempted to cut them off. Um, and that's where the prudence comes in to say, what is it that this person needs from me right now? Do they need me to correct them on that? Do they know in their heart of hearts that that's wrong? And uh, where are they? What relationship am I developing with this person? And is it, are we at a point where they even trust my judgment on that kind of thing? Or is this more an opportunity to, to just listen and say, wow, that must've been really frustrating. Yeah, I, I, I can't imagine how you felt there. That probably was scary to be in a, in a situation where, uh, where your life was at risk, that kind of thing. And just let them know, you hear them, you understand why they were so angry, uh, not to justify the response, but just to say, yeah, I, I get it. Um, so the, there are a series of responses we might have, and uh, this would include things like um, anger, uh, being judgmental, wanting to avoid somebody, <clears throat> excuse me, feeling defensive or uh, feeling like we're a little bit of the victim. Like, especially if somebody attacks the church, we might think, I can't believe they're attacking the church that I love, something that I'm a part of. And uh, I think, again, we just go back to that that uh, scripture passage, take courage, I have conquered the world. And uh, people persecuted Jesus before us, and they're going to they're gonna show disfavor to us in some way. And that doesn't mean that we're doing anything wrong or that we need to be afraid of it. Uh, and again, doesn't make it any easier. Um, so when there's a temptation to uh, to any of those things, um, the response in all of the situations is first to pray and then kind of practice the opposite of whatever we're feeling. So if we're feeling angry, um, maybe forgiving. If we feel like we want to avoid somebody, practice welcoming and hospitality. If we are defensive, seek to understand and to learn more. And I think we find no matter what we're feeling, we can find an opposite response that coupled with prayer will allow us to draw near to that person and be Jesus to them. So uh, oftentimes this could also, sin could uh, make us a little jaded and hardened and burn us out and make us want to quit. Um, and I, I definitely understand and am sympathetic to that. That could be you want to quit a job because the people you are around you feel like are toxic. And uh, I'm not saying that you shouldn't do that. Um, especially if it's a, it's in a situation where it's encouraging you to sin more or it's difficult. Um, but there are always, uh, I think ways to, uh, to respond with virtue, no matter what's going on around us. And so I think taking some time in prayer, speaking with a trusted spiritual friend or advisor, uh, and even if we need to having a conversation with people, you know, if there are conversations that are going on in the workplace, uh, that we're uncomfortable with, it's okay to say, you know, I'm not really comfortable with this conversation. I'd appreciate it if, if we didn't have it anymore. I'd appreciate it if this topic didn't come up. Um, and I think most of the time people are going to be understanding of that. And so it's not as if I'm saying don't go down those avenues and don't pursue those solutions. 
Um, but just to be uh, to be aware that um, Jesus calls us to befriend these people. Um, you know, if you think of the, the parable of the Good Samaritan and how uh, the first several passers-by didn't want to get involved because it was too messy for them. They didn't want to become ritually unclean. Uh, they, they literally wanted to be able to go to church. I think that's an accurate way of thinking about it. They wouldn't have been able to participate in, in temple worship if they did, if they touched this person who was bleeding and, uh, and who was injured. And so they're like, well, you know, I've, I've got my duties. I got to go. Um, and then it was this, this other person, this, this non-Jewish person, an outsider who was able to step in and draw near to the person and be, uh, be a brother, be a sister in the Lord. And uh, as difficult as it might be, that's what we're called to do. And so I, I don't think there's a magic trick for this. There's not something where we can just say, oh, well, if you just have this attitude, um, I think the attitude is one of sacrifice. The attitude is one of saying, this is hard, but I'm still going to do it. And I'm going to lean in and I'm going to learn and I'm going to listen. Um, you know, the same way, especially for parents out there, um, you've probably experienced this when your kids are frustrating you, but you take the time to listen and understand where they're coming from and why they feel that way. Uh, it can really open your eyes and, and broaden and change your horizon. And I think we might find that's the case with other people. Um, and then seeking to uh, to understand and see the good in them, even though there are things about their lifestyle that we don't agree with, um, because there's always something redeemable and good about a human being, no matter what, no matter where they are. So now I say that, and I don't want to encourage a sense of naivety uh, where we just say, oh, you know, no big deal. It's... Um, I'm sure it's fine or, or I'm sure they won't take advantage of me. Uh, and there are definitely times when maybe somebody would take advantage of us. And it's okay to be aware of that. Uh, I think we can be as cunning as serpents and as gentle as doves, as Jesus said. Um, and definitely don't put yourself in a position where you could be hurt. So we, uh, it's okay to be prudent there as well, meaning using wisdom in, uh, in the right context and applying the, the best decision, the best judgment to your situation. Um, but again, really just being hopeful and being optimistic that nobody is beyond the reach of the Lord. And no matter who we're around, no matter what the setting is or situation is, the Lord's grace can operate there. Um, and, you know, sometimes we might think, well, I'd love to go into that setting or that situation to bring the gospel there, but it's intimidating and it's hard. Uh, you know, maybe you feel called to, um, to be light in some particular area of your community or your life, uh, but it's intimidating, understandably. Um, and I would just encourage you and say, uh, the Lord is with you and he will not abandon you and he will give you what you need. Um, and you might not know what you are going to say until the exact time you need to say it. Um, but be of good faith and have hope and know that the Lord will not abandon you. Uh, and, and in those moments, turn to him in prayer and trust that you will have what you need uh, to, to witness to him and uh, to continue evangelizing as the Lord has asked you to. So that is, uh, that's all for this episode. I hope that this is helpful to you and that uh, there are ways in your life where maybe uh, this can be helpful, especially in uh, drawing close to people whose lifestyle may be challenging to you, but who nonetheless have the need to hear the good news of Jesus Christ. So thanks so much, friends. God bless you. And we'll see you next time.